Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, season two, episode 21. Yeah, season two, episode 21. Life so. in the Fast Lane, Bobby's Saga. So we're starting to get into all these sagas. This is our second saga. This is our second saga, yeah. So uh, this this episode starts a little differently. Yeah, um, it does. we get a couple of cars revving at each other. Uh, you know, like if you're you're out on the street and somebody pulls up and wants to race you. Yeah, at the at yeah. the red light, one of the red light, everybody's you know. Yeah, the dick uh, wagon contest, if you will, at the red light. <laughs> it's the dick wagon contest. Yeah. Uh, it's Boomhauer on one side, another guy on the other side, and he's revving his engine, and so they take off and they start. Uh, going real fast, and then <laughs> the the guy that he's racing against uh, starts to get beat, and so he pulls out his siren and his light and puts it on top of the car and pulls Boomhauer over. Okay, okay. Um, now, there's a song that is playing during this race, and it also plays later in the episode. Um, I didn't catch that. It's just it's just music, right? And you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't necessarily know what it is unless you know this band. Okay. Uh, the band is Southern Culture on the Skids. Oh wow, yeah, that sounds uh, real, yeah. And the song is really Soul pinpointed. City uh, from the album Dirt Track Date, which came out in 1995. Now, oh, wow, okay. Southern Culture on the Skids holds a special place in my heart. Um, they are probably my all time favorite band. Um, oh wow, I've, I've seen them. It's that deep, is it? Yeah, I've seen them probably 50, 60 times, like a bunch. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen them a lot. Uh, they they are a, a band out of North Carolina, uh, and uh, they, they tour all over the U.S., but they do this thing where they come to Austin and play at the, uh, the Continental Club uh, for a week. And then they leave there and they go to the Continental Club in Houston and play there for a week. So I used to like double up on them. You know, I'd go yeah. see a couple of shows, that kind of thing. 
uh, during this time that they're in Austin, there's a big car show and all this other stuff that goes along with it. But they've they've been coming to Austin for years and years. Oh, that's awesome. Um, one year, I saw them at uh, a place in Dallas, and I helped them set up their equipment and the whole thing. It was it was a really cool show. Do you think that yeah. Do you think that's Mike Judge like flexing his Austin roots? I think it. I think it probably is. I don't know if it's his Austin roots, but I know what kind of music Mike Judge likes yeah. at this point. And it's, you know what I mean. And it's yeah, it's yeah. that it's like our theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he it's it's I am I am right there with him as far as musically. I like it. You know, I grew up I grew up with a wide variety of music. Yeah, sure. Because my dad was born in '60, so my my parents were a lot older than a lot of my friends' parents. Because my friends' parents all grew up in the '70s as kids, whereas my parents were teenagers in the '70s. Yeah. So uh, all the like a lot of the music that I got was a lot of '50s and '60s stuff from right. my parents. Right like country and, mm-hmm. you know, rock and roll mm-hmm. music and stuff like that. And then uh, one of my dad's brothers used to listen to 102.5 The Bear. Yeah. So it was just all the yeah. rock and metal and stuff like that. So it was like this really weird fusion of music that I had. So like this rockabilly stuff, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's different. It's very rockabilly. And I like it. It's fun, to, it's fun to watch. I don't know if it's something that I would just put headphones on and, you know, prop my feet up at home and listen to. Well, I will. But the I will, shows are amazing. I will say this. Um if anybody out there wants a good time as far as listening to music and it not being heavy, it just being something you can tap your feet, foot along to and drive with and stuff, Southern Culture on the Skids is is the way to go. They are. Uh, oh, they're not really heavy like our. No, like they're our, a, they're a wonderful band, uh, and they're they're just uh, like I said, they're my favorite. I've got posters at the house. I've got all kinds of stuff. I've I'm a deep, fanboy deep in deep into Southern Culture a on the Skids. Yes, I would be a roadie absolutely if I were not married and. Didn't want to have a life. I would. Uh, I would do that. I would follow him around. So um, the guy pulls Boomhauer over. Uh, we find out he's a cop. Uh, Boomhauer's like, "Hey, man, dang old wife's in labor. Man, gonna go down to the hospital at Lamar's part of man." So uh, he's trying to get out of it. The cop is like, "Good evening, sir. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because you beat me. I want a rematch." Not here, because <laughs> Boomer tries to do it right then. Yeah. He says, this is a school zone. There's an amateur race speedway at the speedway this weekend. Winner gets to drive the pace car when NASCAR comes to town, which is a big deal. Yeah, well, man, you talking about NASCAR, talking about trying five years, man, to get that dang old pace car, man. You, you go and get, get me in on there? Yeah, we find out. He goes, that, I see I'm talking your language now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We find out that, that uh, Boomhauer has wanted to drive that pace car for quite a while. And the funny thing is, as the cop walks away, he busts Boomhauer's back light and just says, uh, I'm going to let that go. I mean, that's kind of a shit thing to do. It is a shit thing to do, but it's intimidating. He's about to be on the track with him. Yeah. It kind of, you know, if you look at the the cop, he's got the mustache and stuff like that. The Intimidator, number three, the Intimidator. yeah. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. The Intimidator. I thought he was 24. No, oh, that's Jeff Gordon three. is 24. Jeff, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, Jeff Gordon. I'll hey, uh, hit Jeff Gordon. Mark that for edit. Mike will get killed <laughs> for that. Leave that in. <laughs> yeah, We're good. No, I'll leave good. it in. <laughs> all right, so we get to the credits now. That was all before the credits. Uh, and we, uh, no bell, no yell at the, yep. during the credits. Uh, however, we do get a bell and a yell at the end. Oh, um, at the very, very yeah, end of the, very, the, very at end. the outro? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think we normally do, though. Uh, so all the guys are around Boomhauer's car. They're working on it. Uh, uh, he tells him to give some gas, and uh, they do. And there's flames coming out of what I'm assuming is the carburetor. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and he says fuel mixture's still too rich. 
Uh, Dale's like, yep. Turns his hat around backwards, lights a cigarette off the flames that are coming out of the car. <laughs> yeah. uh, Boomhauer's just, yep. Bill, uh, he is in. Well, that's what he was doing. He was going in there. He was lighting the cigarette. Oh, yeah. And then he could taste the fuel mixture. Because, you know, whatever <laughs> oh, fuel you God. use when you use. You, you're a cigarette smoker. So if oh, you yeah. if you yeah. use a cigarette, you could taste the butane. Or if you use a lighter, sorry, well, you taste true, the butane. That's true, I guess, yeah. I never or really thought about that. Or if you use a match, yeah. it tastes like a burnt match yeah. end. Yeah. Well, you know, if you use yeah. a. A piece of paper from a gas yeah. stove. It tastes like finger. Tastes ET flesh. Phone home. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I wonder if ET could light cigarettes. Uh, I'm assuming he could with that finger. Was it a light though, or was it a heat source? Well, I think it was both. It was both. Yeah. Okay. I in in my world, it's both. Would that mean that when him and whenever him and Drew, he would have just like melted Drew Barrymore's finger? Well. Or does he have control? I think he has control he has over control. you know how much kind of like power pinpoint like laser like finger. a laser beam. He yeah. can like pinpoint the sure. temperature. Okay, sure. yeah, we we figured that out. Uh, so we get um, Bill. He's sitting in the driver's seat, and he's like, "Hey, Boomer, look at me. Maybe I could be a race car driver too." And yeah. then he tries to get out of the window. And it's kind of weird the animation <laughs> here too, because the animation doesn't have him being so wide that he couldn't right. slide out. Right. But he is obviously He is struggling. obviously stuck. Yeah. Obviously struggling, yeah. Uh, Hank is, uh, yeah, Bill, you'd be a regular Dale Earnhardt if you could make it all the way around the track without stopping for a ding-dong. Uh, Dale says, or you can do like Jeff Gordon did and have a rich daddy. He hates that Jeff Gordon. Yeah, there's a lot of con- there's a lot of discontent for Jeff Gordon in the NASCAR community. You know why? You want me to explain to why? you yeah, please. the discontent... And it's mainly because all I know here southern, is that he had a rich the southern daddy. racetracks, and that's it. So that's where most, it all comes from. Well, a lot of race car drivers yeah. come from blue collar backgrounds. Sure. Most of them were broke and poured all their money into a racing career to get to the point yeah. that Jeff Gordon could breeze to get to. So Jeff Gordon had yeah. talent. He was obviously a great racer. He sure. won a lot of races, sure. but he didn't have to work as hard to get gotcha. to where he was at as a lot of the other drivers did. So everybody just and Rodney hmm. Carrington even I think has a song called Jeff Gordon's Gay on one of his <laughs> albums. So there's a lot of hate for wow. Jeff Gordon based on the fact that he was just a rich kid that That's just crazy. could wreck his car and not have to worry about how mm-hmm. he was gonna yeah. have another car the next week to race. See, I've I've just never my dad raced, uh, but he did dirt track stuff like those yeah. little midget cars, you know yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but those he, are fast too, though. Those are I guess little people cars. Sorry. Um, well, that's what they're called. I know. I'm just joking. He, uh, <laughs> but he used to build the cars and race them and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. He's got a ton of trophies and things for all that stuff he did. But I just never got into racing. Did you ever? I was just never race, a NASCAR. Did you ever? No, no. He didn't ever throw you in one just to no, say, "Here you go." It was go. before me. I was before yeah, you. Before me. Yeah. So it was. It was in the early 1800s. Uh, so oh, it was like the horse and wagon racing. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. more a Flintstones the thing. The internal you know, carrot. Feet. Feet down at the bottom. Yeah, the internal yeah. Car- carrot combustion engine. <laughs> internal <laughs> carrot combustion engine. That's right. Uh, so uh, Bill is is talking about his hatred for Jeff Gordon. He says, I bet he could be NASCAR's top money winner, too, if my daddy had bought me a quarter midget car instead of, you know, corrective shoes that all the girls laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have any of those kids in your class with a big shoe? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Forrest Gump. Yeah, like the Forrest Gump type. Not that. Oh, you're talking about uh, yeah, the one shoe that's bigger than the where other. Where the where they had like a like yeah. their body was like mm-hmm. where their legs mm-hmm. was kind of stunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there was nobody that I went to school with, but I, I, I've I've seen sure, I've seen I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. I had a kid in um, 
in my class that uh, had one of those, but he also uh, brought a briefcase to school. You know, that kind of kid that... Oh, carries briefcases? Yeah, carries yeah. a briefcase. We had a he, few of those. Uh, Satchels, too. He the satchel carriers. He collected typewriters. He had a typewriter collection. Oh, that's crazy. Um, he used to use his typewriter to uh, write up things and bring them to school and pass them out to everybody. He had a list of sayings uh, that he would... <laughs> So the guy was ahead of his time. Don't don't get me wrong. What an error to grow up in, though. You know, he's he's wow. I missed out. He's typing out this whole page and handing it out to each person it's in the class. Work. Right? It's dedication. It's, it's got all these sayings that he's come up with. So Did you never keep any of them. I I do have that list somewhere. Oh wow. Um, but I I only remember a few of them. They were. It's like he was trying to invent catchphrases. Right. Oh okay. And he was trying to he was trying to start fads <laughs> with a list. He said, "Guys, these are these are the approved was, catchphrases. Pick a couple. Started, let's see what works." He, he was workshopping new, with you. I like it. I like phrases. it. Uh, Way ahead of his time, though. One of them was, uh, "I am developing power from muscles that enable me to sit for seven full hours without tiring." What? That was one of them. <laughs> Uh, there was one that uh, too many chefs in the kitchen make the people round. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was an entire list of these things. Man. Oh wow, that's it was great! Something. That's actually gold. He, like, oh, it was. It was that super was gold. Gold. Um, he, what, do you he, know whatever he, whatever became of him? Like well, what he, what he does for a living? You, you remember the uh, the Lions Park here? Uh, remember when Lions Park was over there by Waco High? Oh, the one they just tore out. Yeah. Yeah, off of Bosky. So Lions Park is, uh, uh, it was a little park we had here that had like little fair rides, yeah. had a little tiny roller coaster, had um, at one time had a, a big, big super slide, yeah. Well, it had a big swimming pool, oh, swimming had pool. the big super slide, yeah, the kind that you get in a potato sack and go down. The swimming pool was before my time, but yeah. I definitely, we did the slide we were the last generation on the slide because the yeah. slide is a, it was da- it's it, dangerous. It was very as hell. dangerous as hell. It oh was my super God. Dangerous. It was a giant metal slide. Well, and if you slipped off of the oh, yeah. the burlap mm. and it was summer and you oh, slid yeah. down it, you're going to burn guaranteed. yourself. Guaranteed. And that's, that was what the problem was is people were getting like injured like that. So he ended up as the conductor for the tiny train that went around the, the park. He was the conductor he that was went the around conductor for, the, for the tiny train. That's perfect, yeah. though. It was. It really that's was. Perfect. It was kind of the perfect job. Yeah, because he could he use would, his catchphrases all day. He would dress up in the in the the, 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 conductor, the conductor suit suit. with the hat and the whole thing. Oh, you know, that's doot, awesome. doot, out the little train and all that. Man. Yeah, it was something else. What a time to be alive. Now the pool. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. This is this is completely. No, but we're good. The yeah. pool at Lions Park. My one of my best friends. He shut that pool down. Because he jumped off of the the high dive, and there wasn't enough water in the pool. He went down, hit his head, broke his neck, ended up in one of those halos for a year. Yeah. And they had to pay him. I'll pay out. Yeah. And so that that was like the final straw for the pool. Because they couldn't afford it. They couldn't even afford to pay out. So those are my two two ties. So so anybody from (laughs) town that's listening to this, just know that it was was a buddy of Mike's Uh that... Uh Started the domino effect yep, that destroyed right. our beloved Kittyland. Yeah, it's and, called Kittyland, and ultimately put the conductor out of business. I hope wherever he's at, <laughs> he's able to spread these quips, and I hope he's still doing it on typewriter too. I am. I, I hope am he's still developing doing it on powerful muscles that in, that enable me to sit for seven full hours without tiring. That that was probably 
fifth grade, and I still remember that. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is. Yeah, that was 100 years ago. That is great. Okay, so after Bill tells us how much he hates Jeff Gordon, um, Hank comes back and says, yeah, his father wow. didn't do it. That's where we went was from Jeff Gordon. <laughs> That's right. That's to, right. to the lion's pool shutting down. To the lion's down, pool yeah. shutting Okay. Uh, Hank right. says, yeah, his father didn't do any many favors. I'll tell you what, uh, my dad didn't buy me a car when I turned 16. He sold me one. And, and it, it was, was a, a lemon. lemon. <laughs> Taught me the value of a dollar. <laughs> Cotton sold him a lemon. Uh, and so, uh, Bobby comes riding up and he says, uh, Hey dad, could you please sign this check? I already filled it out for you. That's nuts to me that Bobby has a check that he's taken from Hank. So he's gotten it out of his checkbook. You know what it is? Filled it out. It's like the kids today that have their parents' credit card in their wallets. I guess, man. I don't know. This I've is, never experienced such a phenomenon ever in the entirety of my life. This but just seems If you've weird. ever had your parents' credit card, wallet, cash in your pocket or bank account that you didn't earn, go ahead and give us a DM on social media. I would like to hear your story. Yeah. Well, I did have a gas card that my parents gave me one time. I had a gas can that was empty. (laughs) And they told me if I ran out of gas, walk to the gas station. And if I don't have any money to get gas, I'm a teenage boy. Ask somebody and somebody will rescue you. I was like, oh, that's great. I I did figure out which gas stations had the best stuff, though, because you could put anything on those gas cards. You can. Yeah. You can. My friends ain't well. Uh, so, uh, it, Bobby, com- what, what confuses me is that he's gotten a check from Hank, which it seems like Hank would have that stuff locked up. Yeah, tight, no. you know, I bet you he's got his own, like Bobby on the, uh, on the, on the check. You would think so. It probably says on the check, it probably has Hank, Peggy and Bobby Hill. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> or he, Bob, as he is Bob, as he's called he calls sometimes, him yeah. He says, uh, hey, Dad, could you please sign this check? I already filled it out for you. Hank says, pay to the order of the bike barn, $175. Bobby says, oh, it's for a new BMX bike. Well, number one, Bobby, you don't need a BMX bike. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't see Bobby yeah, doing any BMX either. stuff. You have Same to, guy who shut down the pool. Uh, no, sorry, different guy. Okay, different guy. I, I know a BMX guy, too. Uh, so Hank says, uh, you just expect me to sign this? Bobby's like, yeah, I think you have to, or it doesn't work. To, goes, or it doesn't Bobby, work. these are magic tickets. Yeah. He's trying to tell Bobby, you know, he's trying to teach him the value teach of a dollar. Teach him the value of a dollar. I get it. Which ends up being the, the theme of this episode. Sure. But it also means that if you want to teach your teenager the value of a dollar, at least know who they're working for. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So he says, Bobby, these checks aren't magic. They represent real money that I... And to a lesser, a lesser extent, extent again, your mother yeah. work real hard to earn. He's, <laughs> Bobby's Bobby's argument is, well, you can write it whenever you want. Hank says, uh, my point is, you don't just get money because you ask for it. You want to end up like Jeff Gordon? He says, I like Jeff Gordon. I like Gordon. Jeff Gordon. He's, He's handsome. handsome. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not a good argument. Yes, everybody would like to end up like Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Uh, he says, Bobby, you joke around like that in public. People are going to think you ain't right. Uh, That's another thing that he was known for, too, is like wrecking into the finish line. Yeah. Where a lot of guys, they couldn't like afford to wreck their cars because it could like some 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 of those pro drivers, they're barely there. Mm. They're not at a point where they're making millions of dollars. You know, they're barely they're they're paying out of pocket to be there kind of thing. And he would just wreck his car because he would drive recklessly because he had the money to afford a new vehicle. If he wrecked tomorrow. Okay. He'd be on the track in a brand new car on Sunday kind of I thing. I can definitely see why that would be And he would thing. have backup cars, too. That would piss people off, too. Because that is, 
That is 100% a blue collar crowd. Yeah. Well, there used to be, uh, they used to be allowed. If you wrecked a car out, you'd go back. If you had a, a spare car that day to drive, you'd mm. go get your spare car and drive. So he would do stuff like that, but he was wow. a talented driver. So he would still place Yeah. and it would piss people off because yeah. they're like, well, if I wrecked, I'd be done for the day. Golden child kind of thing. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was talented. Bill, Bill says, Bill Hey guys, talented. little help here. He's trying to get out of the car. Yeah. And all he's, that happens is Dale comes over and gives him his beer. That's it. <laughs> he just kind of much. accepts his face. Yeah. So we're back in the in the hill kitchen, uh, and uh, Peggy is emptying the fly trap, which I've never seen. I don't think we ever see again. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen again. Yeah, a lot, no. lot of flies in a the lot trap. Of them. Uh, and uh, Peggy says, "But Jeff Gordon is handsome, and he's a great champion." Uh, Leanne's like, uh, "He's the world's fastest Christian." <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful yeah, that line. Is, that's wild. Yeah, uh, Hank says he's a bad influence on our son. Bobby thinks the world is just going to be handed to him. He has no concept of the value of a dollar. Watch, Bobby, come here, son. How much do you think these shorts you're wearing cost? He says, mm, I don't know. They're pretty nice. Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars for shorts. Yeah, he doesn't understand. Uh, Hank says, hmm, hundred dollars for a pair of cotton, cotton short pants. Cotton short pants. Uh, what do you think the average salary is in this country? Bobby says, well, Jim Carrey makes 20 million a movie. Hank's like, oh, you see that? He doesn't even know the difference between 20 million and 20,000. You know, Bobby, they say old Buck Strickland started out with nothing but a single dollar. And now he's at the top of the propane ladder, Uh, the propane ladder, the propane ladder. Bobby, here's a dollar. See what you can turn it into. So he just hands him a dollar. Hands him he's a buck. Like, you know, yep. go open a, a lemonade stand. I think in Hank's mind, you know, he's going to get real industrious or whatever. But a dollar? Really? Well, well, we got to remember the time that we're in here, Mike. Back when I was a youngster, you know, even, even me, I even got to experience something almost similar to what you guys got to experience with your nickel Cokes and things like that. <laughs> I used to be able to take one dollar. I don't $1. remember a nickel Coke. Well, okay. I, I, I don't. I'm, sure. Well, you're not that old. Sorry. I get it. Yeah. But uh, I remember I would get a dollar bill, or we'll go even further back. We'll take it to the old country. I used to get a pound coin yeah. from my great grandpa. Yeah. And I'd go to the corner store, and I don't remember what all I bought with that coin, but right. I remember it used to be enough to fill a sack with the mm. with the pound coin or the pound or the dollar note. I would have, you know, I'd go down to be five cents for this or 10 yeah. cents for that. Yeah. Uh, it was like a quarter for a soda, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now you go with a dollar, you might be able to get some of the little square Chanel Chicles, <laughs> the colored Chicles <laughs> off of the counter that have probably been sitting there for like yeah. eight years. Dollar ain't buying you much. No, not anymore. It's not buying you much. So next thing we see, Hank pulls up in front of the house, which is weird to me also that he doesn't pull into the driveway. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Which, again, I, I think they have two driveways. I think there's one in the front and one in the back. But anyway. That's weird, though, for the driveways. Like, So does that mean that if he opens up all his garage doors, he can just go, <laughs> just straight, go straight through? through. That's kind of what I'm thinking, But it right? doesn't look. But it see, doesn't. that might be a continuity thing. Then, because because you know when you see the wall in the yeah, garage, yeah. you see all the tools on the wall. Yeah. So there's no like flow through. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Unless he's got nice new two garages though. What if he's got two garages? Eh. One in the front, one in the back. I don't think so. I don't either. I think it's just ranch style home. Yeah, continuity. (laughs) So Hank pulls up in front of his own house. Uh, Bobby is hunched over, kind of struggling with something right there in front of the front door on the porch. I was struggling like hell, yeah. (laughs) And he says, "What are you doing, son? Do you use that dollar to start a shoe shine business?" Bobby turns around. He's got just crap all over his mouth. Bobby, he says, you almost made me drop it. 
and and Bobby has a sack full of tacos. Uh, uh, uh yeah, and like a giant burrito. Like I'm really impressed with the amount of food he bought that he a got. lot for a so, buck. So yeah. Hank getting on to him here and talking about a value of a dollar, he understood the value of that dollar and found a value mm-hmm. menu and, and got him a value he meal. He did. He says, is this what you spent your dollar on? He goes, no, I also got a quesadilla. It's from the value uh, menu. And a quesadilla? I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's holding a giant burrito. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's got a bag of tacos, got sauce all over his mouth. Uh, he never wipes the sauce off of his mouth, which really bothered me. Um, uh, he left the sauce all over his face. He's got sauce all Ooh. over his face. Yeah. Peggy comes out the front door. She says, well, thank you, Hank. Your plan certainly backfired. You spoiled his appetite. Hank says, oh, I guess I was wrong, but I'll, I'll get through to him. There's a way in there. I know there is. Maybe it's time Bobby got a job. Oh, Peggy Bobby. said, no, Hank, it's his vacation. He's just a boy. He should be doing boyish things. You know, not only that, I just didn't understand why, <laughs> like, if he really wanted to do good by his son, wouldn't he just have said, hey, come to my work with me. Yeah. I'll get you a little extra money. Right, you make right. a couple of, and that way he could put him on a payroll. He sure. could, because it teaches him more. When, when because, I, because I, I know a lot of teenagers, when I was working in the fast food industry as a, in my early 20s, yeah. there was a lot of teenagers, 16, 17 year old kids that would come in there thinking, oh, yeah, my check's going to be big <laughs> they get that chick uh, they get that check $98. and 98 dollars f- first time they meet the tax man <laughs> yeah they're like oh what's yeah, this and they come in yeah. pissed they're like oh well, all i yeah. made was 110 dollars for two weeks i said well you only worked 10 days you only yeah. worked like five days right. uh, you know yeah. and he was like well sure. it was supposed to be this much uh-huh. no yeah. that's called taxes bud welcome yeah. to the real world no kidding uh when yeah when i was a kid my dad brought me into the business and uh, had me make um uh, Saddles for um, TV antennas. Saddles for TV antennas. So it's two okay. pieces of metal that you put together. Then yeah. you hammer the thing together, and it's the little harness that holds up a TV antenna on top of your roof. That sounds like some really good character it building. Sucked. It sucked. They built character, though. It was rough. You have yeah. a great work ethic, Mike. I remember I turned on the radio, and I was listening to whatever the, the, the popular music was at the time, and I was so far... Uh, like in the back of this place, it, yeah. it seemed like it was like a dungeon kind of thing that the radio signal wouldn't even come and go. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like the radio signal was against me too. Uh, so she says, Bobby, how would you like to go to cooking school? <laughs> Bobby says, I'm listening. Hank, uh, Hank said, Bobby, I know we've never talked about this, but someday I'm going to die. Oh, wow. And when that happens, yeah, it, then, got real, it got real heavy real fast. Well, he says, then you can go to cooking stool. <laughs> he's got to wait for Hank to die. Yeah, he's got to wait for Hank to die to do anything he wants to do. Boomhauer pulls up. He says, uh, come on, Bobby, you're coming with me to the racetrack. And so they are off to Arlen Speedway. Uh, they get to the Speedway, which is a big racetrack, by the way. Yeah. It's really big for Arlen. Yeah, well... It makes me think of Texas Motor Speedway. It does. It kind of feels that way because yeah. Texas Motor Speedway, honestly, is in a smaller town. Smaller spot. It's not yeah. a big area. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a big really area. Big town. Yeah. I guess you have to have a big open space to have something like that. You have that, to. Though. Well, because uh, I worked with a guy who uh, was a dirt track race driver. Mm-hmm. His son was a dirt race tra- tra- driver, mm-hmm. and they used to go to a lot of NASCAR races and stuff yeah. like that. And he said that, like, at the camping areas where they right. camp at right. before the NASCAR events where they'll camp for like three days for the NASCAR event or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said it is like something out of a, like Bacchus, like Roman mythology is how really 
how god awful that it can get yeah. it's like almost yeah. like sturge it's like sturgis and yeah. stuff like that where it's just lord of the flies nudity, kind of stuff, huh? drugs alcohol <laughs> you know i'm sex, sure man rock you, and roll violence you put a bunch of people in tents for an extended period well, of time. Well, you got to think you of your know? demographic, too. Yeah. NASCAR, I'm not yeah. hating on NASCAR fans, but there's a lot of cold beers being drank. Yeah, there's a lot of beer. A lot of... Uh, Maybe not uh, so cold beers. Uh, 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 not, yeah, not so yeah. cold. Just beer. Yeah. Alcohol content. There's a lot of alcohol being consumed, I would for imagine. For sure. Yeah. So we're at the Arland Speedway, and uh, Hank says, well, Bobby, what do you think? Uh, and they are looking at the official pace car for the Arland... Here's a continuity thing. Okay. This is the official pace car for the Arland 200. Later on, it gets called the Arlen 100. Oh, okay. So uh, they are looking at the car. It is behind these, uh, like, ropes that you see at, at red carpet events or whatever, and Bobby says the rope is soft and pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the rope is, yeah. <laughs> Hank, uh, Hank is like, uh, look at the pace car, Bobby, not the rope. Uh, it's what Boomhauer gets to drive if he wins the amateur race. Bobby says, what's a pace car? He says, well, it's a car that all the other drivers have to stay behind at the beginning of a race or whenever there's a crash. If Boomhauer wins, he'll have the honor of driving on the same track as Dale Earnhardt or, as you'd look at it, with Jeff Gordon. And uh, the actual pace car or whatever that they're discussing Mm -hmm. is a 1996 Dodge Viper GTS. Is it really? Yes. So, actually, the episode has a continuity issue. So, the continuity issue here is... Uh, the pace car that they had there for a NASCAR race yeah. was actually the official pace car of the 1996 Indy 500, oh. not NASCAR. Oh. So that was just some weird, you know. Wait, Indy 500 is not NASCAR? Indy 500 is not NASCAR. Indy, the, See, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so. well, well, you have F1. Yeah, I know F1. F1 is has F2 and F3. They have, like, different brackets. Really? There's a two yeah. and a three. Well, the, those are, like, the... the well, F2, you're, this you're, time it's personal. You're upcoming. Like, if you're an upcoming racer, you race in F3 so and then F2. And then if you're good enough, you get to race with the big dogs So it's kind of like soccer, you know, and how they they have the they Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the down. different clubs yeah. and stuff, yeah. like yeah. Especially oh, in, like, okay. the Premier League, yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, we're, we're, at the, uh, we're at the Arlen Speedway, and we see all the racers... Uh, the guys that are going to be racing, we see the cars. Manitoba Cigarettes is featured on one of the cars. Yep, Manitoba uh, Cigarettes. Then we see the guys standing there, and they're looking at a big board that lists the trucks, the sportsmen, and the street stock. Yep. Uh, so those are the three different kinds of races they're going to have. Uh, anyway, he explains to him that uh, the pace car is something that, uh, as he would look at it, Jeff Gordon has to drive behind. Bobby says, Jeff Gordon's race car driver, too? I thought he was just a cereal box model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, I had to correct myself real fast. Yeah. Uh, earlier on, I said that Cop had a mustache. He did not. He did not. Yeah. But uh, he is voiced by Mike Judge. Yes, you could that tell was the voice that was actor, Mike, Judge. Mike Judge. Yeah, you could definitely tell had a couple of Because uh, there's a couple of voices in, in this one. Because uh, you, do, you do get, uh, I'll wait till we get to his voice. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, So we see a soda kid uh, who is uh, not looking great, by the way. No, he's looking rough, and it's rough stuff. I've never done NASCAR, but I used to at Floyd Casey Stadium right after high school. uh, I knew some of the people that had something to do with the concessions. And you go up there, and they give you credit. They Mm -hmm. give you all these sodas. Hey, this is how much they are. You sell them for this much. You make this much money after you sell this many sodas. It is so, kind of a racket. It is, but I was smart enough to know that the only thing that those people in them stands wanted, there were a bunch of old 
rich white people. They wanted right. Diet Dr. Pepper or water. Really? So I would stuff my little ice deal that you carried around your neck yeah. with nothing but waters and Diet Dr. Peppers. Huh. So I was selling out every time I would go out. And then uh, you'd see kids going back with like five or six sodas still. They're like, well, nobody wanted Coke. I was like, well, uh, duh. I said, they're older white folks. They want water Dr. or Pepper. diet soda. <laughs> so I crazy. took nothing but diet sodas. I, would, I mean, I would go all the way to the top, too, yeah. where they wouldn't go to the very yeah, yeah, top. Yeah, sure. And I would sell to the whole top row. Yeah. And some people up there, they respect the fact that you walked all the way up there. So you're getting sure. like... You know, hey, here's fifty a, bucks for a dollar soda. Keep the change. That is so, a tough ass job. I would make a, I'd make, I'd make a killing doing it. It really is good money if you have the hustle job, for it. Though. You could make, you could make three, four hundred dollars in that two quarters. That stuff is not light. It's not. It's heavy. But I would only work the first and second quarter and make three or four hundred dollars, and then That's I would nice. sit down, and then I would yeah. sit down and watch two watch quarters game. of game. Yeah. yeah, wore out calves, killing so, me. This kid comes by. He's like, hey, soda's here. Get your sodas. Hank says, hey, I'll take one. Nice hustle, son. Says, I can rest when I'm dead, sir. (laughs) Poor kid. Yeah, poor kid. You hear that, Bobby? That's a good attitude. I hate that mentality. Uh, That's a good attitude. So the kid says, that's what Mr. Wichard told us. He's my boss. uh, Hank says, maybe someday you can land a job like this. Soda kid says, why not today? Yeah. And so you know something's up. Hank says, uh, Mr. Wichard, I wonder if you have an opening for my son Bobby here. So they're yeah. they're standing outside of the refill shack. Well, if you want it for Jimmy, you got to work hard. People oh, up there are hot, dry. Jimmy. Jimmy is something else. <laughs> they want something cold and wet. You do your job. You make money, but you work hard. People <laughs> up there hot yeah. and dry. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says, uh, that's the way you work if you work for Jimmy. I love how Jimmy Wichard is always talking in the third person. He is. He's uh, Jimmy does uh, this. Jimmy does that. That has to be a, a sign of uh, uh, like a mental disorder or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Hank says, so if I understand you correctly, you're saying you're going to teach my boy the value of a dollar. Jimmy says, if you work for Jimmy, you're going to work hard. You're going to make money. People are hot and dry. He just keeps repeating the same stuff. But you know, see, that's, you what's, know, that's what's nuts I, about him. As a father myself, mm-hmm. uh, that's about Bobby's age. Like My yeah. kid's about Bobby's age right now. So. Yep. I just couldn't see from that just that interaction there <laughs> that this is no, a I wouldn't okay. No, I would be like, no, nah, son, yeah. uh, we're going to find kid. you a paper route right. or something. A paper right. route is way less yeah. dangerous than this. Yeah, anything, yeah. anything other than working for this doofus. Shucking corn, <laughs> something. So Hank says, well, that sounds just fine. This is going to be a great experience for you, son. Bobby says, my dad told me if I worked hard, he could be, I could be another Buck Strickland. Well, I don't know who the, in the hell Buck Strickland he's is. He's talking yeah. to the soda kid. And the kid says he doesn't know who the hell Buck Strickland is, but his dad told him he couldn't leave until he found someone to take his place. We'll say it's another Hank Hill on the other end oh, yeah, yeah. for that poor kid. He says, good luck, Bobby. You're going to need it. And the kid climbs over the fence to get the hell out of there. And he's running for the hills. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gone. Done. That's funny. All right. So speaking of running for the hills, here is a commercial break, and we will be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Rusty with the King of the Hill podcast. So we are currently trying to win podcast of the year, and we're hoping that you guys could help us out by nominating us on Waco Awards website. If you Google Waco Awards podcast of the year, the hyperlink will pop up for you to click on on Google's search. Also, on social media, I've posted about it quite a bit, so you guys can go to all of our social media platforms at Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, 
and I have the link posted there on a few different posts and uh, help us, you know, at least get nominated. If we can't win, it would be great to at least have a nomination in our first year of podcasting. And uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed the content and continue to enjoy the content for the rest of the year. Well, we are back uh, from commercial, and um, we we have a little uh, a little special thing here. Uh, Mason, the producer, is going to tell us how he got his first job. Since we're talking about these terrible jobs, yeah, uh, and these poor kids hauling all these sodas around, Mason wanted to chime in. So, Mason, go for it, man. Yeah, well, my job was uh, my first job was never nowhere near as terrible as this. Yeah, but um. The way it happened, uh, where Bobby gets his, is kind of similar to mine. So I was around 15, 16, yeah. uh, becoming a junior in high school. I yeah. um, And I was, um, my, I've had a really good life. And so. <laughs> it sounds like it's over. No, that's He's great. Like, I've had a really good life. That's no, great. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I was getting to that point where my parents were tired of paying for stuff yeah, for me. Yeah, sure, sure. Because I sure. played video games. I liked reading books and yeah. comics. It was like, as a point, it was like, all right, Mason, now time to <laughs> Go get a job. Go go yeah. figure it out. Sure. I'm tired of paying for you. Right. And then I say, okay, yeah. All right. And they keep asking me, are you applying at places? Are you applying at places? I I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. I was. Sure. And so one day, my dad and my stepmom <laughs> picked me up, put me in the car. I was like, we're going to go to every little place, and you're going to go and ask for an application. Oh, my gosh. And, then, yeah. and you're going to print your resume, and you're going to go do it. I did it. Your resume I, featuring what, though? I just, mean, you hadn't had a job. Just saying that I go to school. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I could write. I was like, oh, I was okay, that's, that's a good funny. experience. That's yeah. great. And it was, um, and then um, we went to like four places, and they right. dragged me into this place called Russo's New York Pizzeria. This was when we were in Houston. Yeah. And uh, they were looking for a dishwasher, and I just, I didn't even fill out an application. I just put, just write your name and your phone number and we'll might reach out to you that's because they cycled through so many people i would imagine yes they did um they called me back two days later mason would you like to start it's like <laughs> oh okay yeah sure yeah. i did it for about three months yeah yeah then was, I it, got, was uh, it awful it wasn't terrible but the uh, this is probably my stupidity but my arms <laughs> uh st- uh their gloves were terrible and yeah. didn't work and it was using like powerful soap i was yeah, doing sure. like big mixers and dishes Powerful and soap. I don't know. I'm, I'm stupid. So maybe it's, <laughs> I just doing it wrong, but my arms yeah. started to um, bleed and scrape oh my God. and open up oh, wow. on my wrist. <laughs> no. both well, he, always it's probably too concentrated because the soap, yeah. if it's too concentrated, sure. it'll tear sure. you up. Yeah. yeah. And I was, um, the glove, cause the gloves always tore. And so I just, uh, <laughs> I was there for a few months. And then at, when I started my next job that eventually healed, but, uh, <laughs> Good I just want to share that story. That's rough, man. <laughs> no, that was good. That was a good That's story. That's a great story. What was your Thank next you. job? Uh, a couple of movie theaters. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, oh, that was a that was a friggin' breeze compared yeah, to what you'd been absolutely. doing. Absolutely, right? was. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certain parts were time days were, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for ch- chiming in. You are welcome anytime. You're part of the Boha family. Boha. Much appreciated. Yeah. So uh, we are uh, in the front yard of the Hill House, and Peggy is taking pictures because Bobby got a job. Yep. Bobby is all dressed up in his apron. Yeah. And, uh, and I got to tell you, I want one of those hats. So the hat he's wearing is just a baseball cap, but it only has like a like a soda cup on it. Oh, yeah, I yeah, want yeah, a soda yeah, cup yeah, hat. soda cup yeah, hat. Yeah, that would yeah. be wonderful. <laughs> Uh, but she says, oh, you look so good in that apron, like a cooking school professor. 
She says, say cheese. Bobby a says cooking, cheese. A chef? I, a, a cooking school professor. I don't know. A chef? Uh, okay. And Hank says, don't <laughs> smile, son. You're a working man. So she keeps clicking the camera. She says, all right, now, remember, Bobby, if there's a crash on the track, here's the fun saver. Try to get two, Try to get me two angles. Yeah. Fun saver. Well, that's another I NASCAR joke. That. So that's what they say about NASCAR driver. The NASCAR rate. Uh, sorry, NASCAR fans. Yeah. A lot of people are only fans because they want to see the high velocity crashes. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But uh, I just love the fact that she has a camera called a fun saver. That's just. I, yeah. I love that. The Fuji fun saver. Is was it a Fuji? Uh, I mean, yeah, it should be. It it, it was a. It it, if it wasn't, it was. It definitely sounded good for marketing. Sure. All right, so now we're back at the track. Uh, we hear yep. the uh, the the commentator or the uh, the guy. Don't and it, come a knocking, cause these <laughs> trucks are rocking. Yeah, you can tell that that is uh, that's the guy who does Dale's voice. Uh, yeah, because it's, it, uh, it's that always... character's name actually is called Tug. Okay, the guy that does the announcer voice, right. and you do eventually get to see what Tug looks like. Really, he's in season two, which we're in now. We've already seen him once. Mm. How to fire a rifle without really trying episode. Oh wow, he was the announcer at the gun range. Yeah, I remember the I remember the voice because it's always yep. the same. No, come and knock it. And he's in uh, one episode of season three, two in season five, and two in season six. And you're wow. right, it is uh, Johnny Hardwick that does yeah, that voice. Yeah, it's definitely Johnny Hardwick. You can tell. And it says that uh, his name is Tug. Uh, his job is event announcer, and his relatives are a Polynesian wife. Okay. All right. So we see Bobby. He's all set. He's got his tray with drinks. He's got his uh, soda hat. He's got his apron. And he looks over at the other soda boy and gives him a big thumbs up. And that kid looks like somebody has beat the tar out of him. He just the looks dog like mess he out of him. hates this job. Yeah. So Bobby starts walking around. Soda. Hey, soda here. I got peanuts. Some guy calls for peanuts. Bobby tries to throw them up into the audience and hits a poor lady in the head with them. Yep. Uh, then a guy at the very, very top of the bleachers says uh, he wants a soda. So Bobby starts uh, th the long trek up the stairs, uh, gets gum on his shoe. Uh, he is grunting and groaning. We know what kind of shape Bobby is in to begin yep. with. He makes it almost all the way up. He puts his tray down and just crawls the rest of the way. Tries to hand the soda to the guy. The guy goes, is that diet? He goes, it's regular. Oh, sorry. And so <laughs> Bobby is super defeated. He comes back down where he left his soda uh, uh, tray. All the sodas are gone. Mm -hmm. So he's lost every one of the sodas. Uh, yep. Then we hear a big crash, and the last thing he does is he pulls out the fun saver and takes a couple pictures. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor kid, he's sitting on the sitting on the yeah steps. defeated. Uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine defeated. losing money on your first day of work. Uh, well, he doesn't even know that he's lost money yeah, yet. He, he just knows know. he lost all the sodas. So we we end up back at the refill shack. Uh, Jimmy is, uh, hey you, you want a hot dog? Uh, Bobby, of course, being Bobby, is like, sure. He goes, okay, four fifty for a jumbo dog and twenty dollars for a tray of stolen drinks and the twenty eight you owed me. Now you owe me. Oh yeah, you owe me fifty two fifty, Tommy. I don't know why he's calling 50. him Tommy. The other kid's name was Tommy. Okay. Oh, the original kid. The original name was Tommy. tray kid. Gotcha. And he doesn't. 
your your name is whatever the number is on this train. Sure. It could be it could be you or it could be says, Mason. Anybody's got yeah. this. They're they're Tommy. He says, uh, "I'm not Tommy. I'm Bobby." He said, "You making fun of me? You're a train 27 <laughs> C 27, Tommy. Go sell the, some sodas, Tommy." He shows him in the little book. He has a book that he pulls out. He also has a calculator on on a on a. I killed my throat doing that voice. <laughs> he also has a calculator on a thing around his neck. Yeah, a calculator which is around nuts. his neck. Yeah. Uh, Bob, he gives he gives him another tray of sodas. Bobby tries to go out. He trips and falls, spills all the sodas. Jimmy is like, oops, and that's it. You know, he's that's he's it. just such a jackass. Uh, now we are we are back at uh, at Boomhauer's house, and they are all working on the car feverishly. Yeah, they're uh, getting after it, man. He says, uh, Hank says, you know, maybe it's time that we run some pit crew drills. You know, I think that's the um, most impressive part of a NASCAR pit, a NASCAR race is how fast. To me, that's more yeah. impressive. Like, yeah. driving, don't get me wrong, that's a talent in with itself, what sure. they do, especially sure. the leaders at the yeah. top of the racetrack. Turning left is tough. Yeah, but turning left at 170, <laughs> 80 miles know, an hour, it's, inches it's off joke. other cars. Yeah. But uh, the pit crew's how fast they could take four tires off. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they make adjustments, too. They don't just take tires off. Mm -hmm. They make, like, Mm -hmm. different adjustments on the front end and suspension and stuff like that, and they do it so fast. It's amazing that that stuff can happen and a guy can still win a race. I mean, think about that. You know there's a school for it? Oh, really? Pit crew school? There's, like, a pit crew, like, they have to go through an educator course for it. Yeah, I would think there'd have to be. Uh, So he says, you know, maybe it's time for us to run some pit crew drills. Uh, you see Hank put the number 26 on the side of the car. Uh, they're washing the car. They're they're doing everything they need to. Uh, yeah. He says, Bill, you clean the windows. Bill's like, aye, aye. He says, Dale, uh, Dale and I will take tire duty. He says, okay, go. And Boomhauer is timing them on a stopwatch. Uh, this is when, this this is weird to me. We get this montage yeah. of all the stuff happening to the car. You know, it reminds me of what? the Go Grease Lightning. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're all like sure. scrambling around in sure. the video, yeah. dancing around the car. Yeah. yeah. But that same song, Soul City by Southern Culture on the Skids, is playing. Okay. Uh, and then Dale gets hung on one of the tire lugs. And, time out. Uh, yeah, they have to take a time out. He says, man, attach, man, attach. And uh, Boomhauer looks at the stopwatch, and he's really You're disappointed. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Well, he's he's really disappointed because yeah. uh, they took 22 seconds, which I don't. I have no reference as I, to whether I, that's good you or know, bad. You I, I talk all this knowledge about NASCAR, and I have no reference yeah. to that either. No idea what no. what a good pit. I don't crew even does. know what a good pit crew time is. So I just know it's impressive when you see it in action, like sure. watching a race oh, yeah. or like if you're physically yeah. at the race and you're watching them do it and you're like right there by the pit crew. Super impressive. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I uh, I thought I had extra notes here, but that's just uh, uh, cheese oil from my popcorn I had earlier. Okay, cheese oil from the popcorn. <laughs> Take that. that. Uh, that's a so note. Note taken. We, Mike we, likes cheesy popcorn. Cheesy popcorn. What's Christmas all we had? is coming up, guys. That's Mike all likes. We had, yeah. Oh, that, that. Oh, well. If all you have at home is cheesy popcorn, send all your cheesy popcorn to Mike. <laughs> I'll take some cheesy popcorn in a, yeah. in a heartbeat. P.O. Box one two three Rainy Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're back at the refill hut. Uh, Bobby is like Mr. Witchard. And he opens the door, uh, and there's yeah. Jimmy sitting in a hot dog suit. Watching TV. Uh, yeah, he's watching TV. He says, uh, Mr. Richard, I think I'm ready to go. And he says, okay, you owed me $68, $68, 68 in trays. Bucks. You paid me 72 but you also owed me 40 for a total <laughs> of you owing me 8 
$1,888.88. And he shows him the stupid calculator, and it's, and it's all blinking. just eights. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's blinking. Like, it's like a default. Like The battery like the, fell out, he pushed it back in, and it's just blinking. Wait it's for like a the reset. front of a VCR, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, flashing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I so. like this scene here. So we switch to uh, Hank. Hank's sitting outside. Yeah. It's, and, it's uh, weird because he's got his he's yeah, got, he's his got guitar. a guitar. Yeah. He's got a guitar. What that's is his guitar's you, name? That's something you never see. I don't remember the guitar's uh, name. Lucky, maybe. Lucky. Uh, nah, probably not Lucky. I think it is Lucky, isn't it? Artie. Come Artie, on, Artie. what's the name of that guitar? Let me know, man, and I'll Mason, do you know I'll the name of this guitar? Do you know the name of Hank? He guitar? does not. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. So Hank is on the back porch. He's got his cooler. He's got a guitar out. Uh, Ladybird's sitting at his feet. He's just kind of strumming on the guitar. Bobby rides up on his bike. He says, well, hey, there's our working man. Hey, Bob, grab, hey, a, Bob. grab a root beer. Yep. And you hear silence from Bobby. He says, you can say yep, too. You've you earned, earned it. it. Yeah. Dad, I want to quit. And that makes Hank spit out his beer. <laughs> what? Quit? Yeah, it's yeah. rough. It's horrible, Dad. It's hot. The tray is heavy. My boss is really well, mean. Well, the funny thing is, before he even starts saying that, Hank takes the root beer away from him. Yeah, like he's yeah, punishing yeah. No, him. No, he is punishing <laughs> him. You, you you can't enjoy a cold <laughs> beverage if you have not. Yeah. You know, you got to earn it. He says, it's horrible. It's hot. The tray is heavy. My boss is really mean. He calls me Tommy, and he watches TV in a hot dog. <laughs> think he might be a moron yeah well that's what i used to ask my dad i was like why do you stand outside in the uh, summer and drink beer when it's yeah, hot yeah and you're just like pouring sweat yeah, sure. he goes well if i'm not sweating i don't feel like i've earned the beer sure i was like okay all right sure i get that <laughs> uh so this is the first time that bobby says he thinks that jimmy uh Richard might be a moron yeah uh hank says now bobby i know your first day was hard but don't call your boss names uh that's acting like, like a, a baby, baby. Babies yeah. want everything handed to them, but you're there to work and not play. That's why it's called work and not play. And you, if you don't understand that, well, son, maybe you're the moron. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> Bobby's just like, okay. Okay. All right, Dad. Have he's, you seen this guy? He wears a chain around his neck with a calculator <laughs> on it, you know? He like, says... I would have been... Like, I would have probably argued with my dad. Like, oh, I don't, my I, God. I, yeah, I very rarely ever argued with my dad, yeah. but... If I knew that I was Over right, a, dead to rights, like if we had to drive somewhere to like prove a point yeah. and he had to prove it to yeah. me that I was wrong and I knew I was right, I was yeah. going to argue to like, I would I got definitely hit. argue with my dad over a Jimmy Witcher. Oh, know? Jimmy Witcher? Oh, oh for God. sure. I'd be like, hey, dad, don't just trust me, dad. Just trust mm -hmm. me. Just yeah. once you see this guy, yeah. you'll know. But the fact is, Hank's, you can just look at Jimmy Hank Witcher and you know what the hell is Hank up. Hank met him. I know. I know. Like, I but don't want to assume things, Hank. but, you know, I would assume that the guy's on, <laughs> on something. The guy's just a total moron in a hot dog suit. Uh, so Hank is like, there you go. Now, what you, what you need are a few pointers on salesmanship. Remember, a good salesman always says yes to the boss. Well, that's wrong. Uh, he approaches every task with a can-do attitude, and when things get tough, he shrugs it off and sings a happy tune. Bobby says, this is that thing about me giving 110%, right? Yeah. Bobby, if you weren't my son, I'd hug you. If you weren't my son, it's a rough. I'd hug you. So we are back at the refill shack, and Bobby now has his can-do attitude. That's actually one of those iconic Hank Hill lines, though. Them, if you weren't my son, I'd hug you. If you weren't my son, I'd yeah. hug you. Yeah, that's a pretty good line. Bobby says, uh, that's tray number three, Mr. Wichard. And uh, Jimmy is in there just filling up sodas. Bobby says, I'm giving 110%. You know, I have to admit, at first, I didn't think you were the best boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. He, he doesn't even hear what he's saying. Right. He doesn't know anything of what's going he on. Goes, Completely he goes, oblivious. He goes, I know. My dad sent me straight, and I'm going to be the best worker you've ever had. You work for me. 
Oh, oh, oh we got a idiot. chime in from Artie here. Yeah. All right, Artie, I see, I see your message here. What's he got? It says the guitar's name is Betsy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Betsy. Good job, Artie. Thank you so much. Man, our our uh, our Bois family is really growing. We got Mason on one side. We got Artie checking facts. Man, this is something else. That's yeah, getting good. Yeah. Uh, and so... <laughs> Uh, he says, you work for me. He goes, you bet I do. You're going to see a whole new Tommy today. <laughs> He's even okay with him calling him Tommy. He says, uh, ah, how would you like to be my go-to guy? He goes, that's me. He says, okay, first you go to the men's room and mop out the urinals. The urinals. He says, urinals. Yeah, uh, then you go to my cigarettes in my car. Then you go back here. He says, can do. And boy, Bobby is on it. He on is, it. Uh, he's the best, best employee ever at this point. Yeah. He's on it, man. He Hustler. The, he's the hot dog. Boy. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's how all of our dads taught us to work. Yeah. Like, Oh, it yeah, don't matter that they're not paying you what you're worth. Just do whatever the hell you're told to do. Put your head down and get your money. Don't worry about what the other guy next to you is making. You it's said, almost. I never understood that. Cause like I, I, I was a firm, but like I was at, uh, Eminem Mars for only like five years. There yeah. was this dude that had been there like 16 yeah. that I used to have to like go and help him fix his machines and right. stuff and get right. his stuff running. Yeah. And he was making double what I was making. And like my dad always was like, oh, you never discuss money at work. And I'm like, no, you need to discuss money at work. That way you know you're getting paid what you're worth. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's it's never actually been against the law for them to like coerce you into not discussing money. Cause it's a labor laws, uh, protect you and you're uh, you're supposed to discuss what you earn so everybody knows they're getting paid fairly remember that folks there you go there's a message from the bois family okay. uh we're back in boomhauer's driveway uh they're pushing the car on a trailer i've never seen a trailer that, that never seen owns, a trailer but no great i wonder where they store it maybe maybe all this stuff belongs to uh it could be all boomhauer's yeah i think so. yeah i think it's probably in his garage yeah probably. uh bobby comes riding up on the bike uh, and he says, dad, dad, your advice really worked. Mr. Wichard promoted me to the go-to guy. Hank is uh, super proud. Wow. I hope you still return my phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby says, you got any other success tips for me? Boy, Hank is just brimming with success tips. He says, uh, well, here's a great one. Uh, find the job that nobody wants and then do it better. Bobby says, I'll do it better. He says, you're the go-to guy. Yeah. Find a job that nobody wants. And do it better. Oh, do it 10 times better than that's, anybody. Yeah. That's a good way to clean bathrooms is what that is. For nothing. Uh, we are back at the Arlen Speedway, and uh, all the guys are in their orange jumpsuits because they are the pit crew. Uh, and uh, Bill is uh, uh, very excited. He says he's excited. He's exciting. This is exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> Hank says, well, get ex we'll get excited when Boomhauer takes that checkered flag. Right now, we got a job to do. Uh, and then it uh, transitions over to Dale. He's uh, looking at the uh, the air tools, and he blows his hat right off. Yeah. So he's, he's right there with it. Uh, the green flag goes down. The race starts. Uh, and then we, we see... Jimmy and uh, Bobby in the, the in the dumpsters. They're jumping up and down on the dumpsters. Well, just Bobby is, yeah, because he's well, telling Bobby him. Anyway, he's yeah. telling him, smash it down, good Tommy, smash it down, smash, smash good, yeah, yeah good. Said, Don't be afraid of them bottles; they, they pop, pop good. good. Make them pop good. <laughs> Make them pop. Which I imagine is just a bunch of glass bottles. Oh my God! Yeah, can which you, is dangerous. Can well, you see, even imagine thinking it. Uh, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so it's not even plastic <laughs> bottles he's jumping on. He's jumping no, on it's glass. glass. Yeah, it's glass. So bottles. yeah, like not don't be only, afraid of them yeah, bottles. Don't be afraid of those bottles. <laughs> Make them pop. What the hell, man? Come on, Jimmy <laughs> so, Wichard. <laughs> Jimmy Wichard, some more. I want to hear some Jimmy Wichard uh, stories, guys. If y'all have any Jimmy Wichard stories, I just stories. want a shirt that says "Jimmy Wichard is a moron." That would be a wonderful shirt. That'd be, that'd be that great would be for a merch. great shirt. Yeah. All right, so we're back at the race. Uh, we see all the uh, all the cars going around real fast, and a yellow car with a license plate that says "Entrap," uh, which is the cop guy that was uh, racing Boomhauer. Yep. He is hitting Boomhauer's car, trying to move him out of the way. He's kind of racing dirty, which he is, is again, racing dirty. Yeah, I, I want to say that the cop is a euphemism yep. for Dale Earnhardt. Which you do get to see Dale, Dale do. Earnhardt does appear actually in this episode. Yeah. But I want to say that the way this cop is acting is... Dale Earnhardt or uh, the other one? Oh, Dale Earnhardt. Oh, okay. Because Dale Earnhardt was known for being a wild... He'll, he would wreck people out and stuff. Really? Like he was... Hmm. Yeah, he was He was the... Uh, he was one of the, the good old boys. You yeah. Know, what, the, one, the good old boys. <laughs> yeah. He's just one of those dudes. And he... Yeah. Uh, he was no, he was known for being cutthroat, really, and he just didn't give a shit. Uh. So he would, you know, where Jeff Gordon was like the the poster child, you yeah. know what I mean, like yeah. the Wheaties box guy. Well, he was the cereal yeah. box guy. Yeah. He was uh, well, he was the cereal box guy. Dale Earnhardt did get on cereal boxes, but he was one of those guys that you would consider unmarketable in in today's gotcha. society. Yeah, like in today's world, Dale Earnhardt, as he existed back then, doesn't exist today. Mm. So uh, uh, Bill is very excited in the pit, and he wants to bring him in. Uh, he asks Hank, can we bring him in? Can we bring him in? His windows look pretty dirty. Uh, the pit crew's cheering. Uh, Hank says, well, he's probably low on gas. I'll set the flag. He holds up the number 26 sign. They to just get, want to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He holds up the number 26 sign to bring him in. Uh, Bill says, hey, remember to keep Dale away from, uh, well, everything. Everything. Uh, Hank says, I'll get the gas, check the tires and suspension. Bill says, I'll get the windows. Boomhauer pulls in. Uh, Hank says, Dale, here's a bucket of sand. Hold it with both hands. <laughs> That's great. I love that. No, I love that. Just to keep him from doing something. Uh, Dale says, uh, Hank, what am I supposed to do with this sand? It's slipping, Hank. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the sand, but he just says, never mind. Uh, Bill, uh, is cleaning those windows and we see Hank say, uh, all set, Boomhauer. Go, go, go. I think we did it, Bill. We kept Dale from screwing it up. Bill, Bill. He looks around. There's no Bill. Bill, uh, is still in the back of Boomhauer's car cleaning windows as Boomhauer takes off. Uh, and that is, uh, that's not great. Boomhauer is like, dang old, dang, dang old, wait up, man. All. So he's waited down the car causing, uh, what we can assume is a bad thing for Boomhauer. That is a bad thing. You don't yeah. want a heavy car when you're no. trying to race. So we're back with, uh, Wichert and Bobby. And, uh, he says, uh, he's talking to another drink kid. And he says, you saying no? You can't say no to the boss. I'm the boss. And he shows him the calculator and says, see? As see, if that's proof. I'm the boss. That's the proof of him being the boss. He has well, a calculator. Who, whoever like conned him into having that job probably gave him the calculator and told him, hey, you're the boss. Here's this it's calculator, like, bro. It's like his little sheriff thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, he says, so you put on a hot dog suit, you. He's, uh, the kid says, no way you put it on. And he walks away. Uh, Bobby crawling out of the dumpster at this point says, I'll do it. Mr. Wichard. He says, how come you keep wanting to do things? Nobody wants to do. 
says, because I've got a can-do attitude, boss. My dad said there's no <laughs> limit to what a guy can do with a can-do attitude can do. Maybe one day I'll even have your job. And that flips Jimmy a little bit. He's oh, like, yeah, he doesn't like You're that after at my all. job. You're after my job? What are you? Yeah. He, says, he says, yes, sir. And then Jimmy Wichert, as if to, to hold his position or show his authority, takes the calculator and puts it in his shirt so yeah. Bobby can't have his calculator. He said, you put on the suit now. You put on the suit, yeah. So Bobby has to put on the damn hot dog suit. He puts on the hot dog suit. Yeah, poor Bobby. Uh, We're back in the car, and uh, Bill says, well, it looked to me like you could have cut that guy off the last turn in the fourth place. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Boomhauer is just super down in the dumps. Uh, Hank says, hang in there, Boomhauer. You may not get to open the race tomorrow, but if there are just three accidents, you still get to drive the pace car. yeah. Uh, Dale says, Oh, give it up, Hank. This man's His dream, dream is, is no, no more. more. And, and Boomhauer's face just sinks whenever oh, he yeah. says Boomhauer's that. Boomhauer's pretty disappointed because he wants to drive yeah. that big, bad Dodge Viper. That's all he wants to do. Which everybody in the 90s, nine, that was the 90s hot car, was I don't the Dodge Viper. I think they even make the Viper anymore, do they? Uh, please don't. Yeah. yeah. It was a terrible car. I think it looked. You know what's a really terrible like car? And, and I know there's probably some listeners that have this car. But there is a, uh, I think it's it's a Chevy truck, but it's like this little truck, and the the bed is closed in on it, and you can only fit two people in the truck, and it's like lowered or whatever. It is the worst little truck I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember what it's called, but there is there is this tiny truck that they make that's it's all one piece kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just a I oh god, I hate that car. That and those uh what are the ones that have the uh the paneling on the side of them that You talking uh, about the wood panel vans? The PT cruisers. Oh all the PT cruisers, PT yeah. Cruisers, my goodness. Uh Mason, you don't drive a PT cruiser, do you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were very low. I uh no. There it is. There. I used to date a girl that had a PT Cruiser, and I used to drive it all the time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Ugh. Um, You know, the PT Cruiser was supposed to be like this really cool car, and the problem with it... Just looked it, like a gigantic butt plug. Well, the problem with it is they made too many of them. Like, oh, they yeah, should have yeah. made it kind of exclusive. They didn't know? make it exclusive. But they they did, didn't. Boy, everybody had one. They did production rungs to, to make it like a family vehicle. Every yeah. Karen in the world owned a PT Cruiser. At one point. Uh, so, he uh, he says, uh, you know, he's really oh, pissed off that about That truck it. that you're talking about was called a Chevy SSR. It was a super sport roadster. Yeah, I don't like that Is that, at that all. the truck? Hold on. Let me make sure that's it. Is Let's that see. it? Yeah, man, that that's, that's a yeah, goofy, yeah, yeah. That's goofy, it. goofy the truck. The Chevy SSR. Don't, so Don't like it. If you drive a Chevy SSR, you're probably a prick. Yeah, send me, <laughs> no, send, us, yeah. send us hate mail, send SSR us hate owners. Mail. SSR owners, yeah. Uh, so uh, Bobby is having to put on the suit. Uh, yep. Again, we're back at the car, and uh, uh, Boomhauer is really, really sad. Hank says, we can't give up now. You know, it's just the other day. My boy wanted to quit his job because it was too tough. And today, well, I think you know how the story ends up. Bobby Hill has become the go-to guy. And then we see Bobby in the stupid hot dog suit. People, I don't understand this crowd. I don't understand this scene either. I was they, like, I have never in the, like, I have been to 100,000 so, events in my life. And I've been places where there's all kinds I of thought, hot dogs. I and thought the mascots, mascots were popular. Mascots know? are popular. But this right here, I don't know. I've, I've never, 
It would be like the guy at Wiener Schnitzel that's standing outside saying, come and taste my wiener. And you're just like throwing <laughs> stuff at him, you know, like. This poor know. kid wearing a hot dog suit. I don't agree with it. I don't like What's this up, scene at all. I thought maybe it's because he's technically not a mascot. He's just a dude selling stuff. But maybe. It's still maybe because bigger- it's a boring it was a boring would you uh, throw race at that point? Man. would you throw a warm cup of soda no. at a guy <laughs> no <laughs> you wouldn't rough. do that for four dollar hot dogs like damn four dollar oh, hot dogs man. no way <laughs> to hurl your cup at well, him they're just laughing and jeering and throwing everything at him it's just it's terrible yeah, they're being rough poor kid they're being rough uh and poor tommy and bobby is like Whenever I feel afraid, ow, a happy tune and no, ow. He's just getting hit and pummeled by stuff. We transition to Hank. You know, that, uh, that episode is like a euphemism for life. Yeah. And you're just humming along and boom, man, you're just People taking all the hits. People throw stuff at your wiener. You're yeah. Just, yeah, throw stuff, yeah, throw stuff at your <laughs> Life throws things at your wiener. Uh, Hank is, uh, now we see Hank, it's weird because Hank says it's 530 in the morning, but uh, it's it's totally light outside. Uh, Hank is waiting on the truck bed. He's kind of looking at his watch. He's waiting for the guys to come pick him up, which I don't understand this either. But he says, uh, Bobby, what are you doing up? It's 530 in the morning. Bobby says, Jimmy wants me to strain the bugs out of the fryer before the oil gets too hot. Yeah. Don't understand that either. Do it before you turn that. the oil on. Yeah, so. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he turns the fryers on at 545. <laughs> so you better be there by That's what I'm saying, 545. Because right? if you get there any later than 545, the grease is going to be why so, so hot. Why so early? Burns. When the hell does this race start? Well, you gotta, you, does on. it start at like 7 o'clock in the morning? You got to get the grease warmed up. <laughs> you got to get the grease hot. The so, calculator says grease. <laughs> grease hot. <laughs> This many degrees. Jimmy, Jimmy's one of those guys that spells out <laughs> boobs on his calculator and shows it to yeah, everybody. Yeah, boobs. It's, it's very funny. Boobs. Yeah, boobs. Yeah. Uh, so he says Jimmy wants him to strain the bugs out, and Hank says, well, you know what they say. Find your niche and lead that leads to riches. Find what your niche is that leads to riches. That's a dumb and saying. And riches lead to bitches. <laughs> and stitches. Uh, <laughs> Bobby says, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Dad. Sometimes I still think Jimmy Wichard ain't right. Yeah, that boy, He said, no, right. Bobby, Bobby. He said, but then I remember about the 110%. And Hank says, that's the spirit. Hank Hank really needs to listen to Bobby in this one. Uh, he does. He, he needs Poor to. Bobby. I don't know. I think, you know, th- this goes for all dads. Listen to your kids. Yeah. Sometimes they know. You know, and I I approach this even with like teachers. Yeah. So when I get phone calls from teachers and stuff, Mm -hmm. I like getting his side and like his version of the events and their version of the events and seeing how they mesh up. Well, the truth is in there somewhere. Somewhere between the two. Well, he had a coach call the other day. Yeah. And the coach said, oh, well, he was playing on the computer, and I told him to get off the computer, and then I found him on his phone, and I took his phone away from him. Uh, I need you to talk to him for me. And I said, we'll talk when you get home. From yeah. now on, just do whatever you're supposed to do, and I'll find out who's right and who's wrong when you get home. I'm not sure. going to argue on a phone with you or a no, teacher. No, 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 So he gets home, and he's like, well, Dad, I had all my work finished and everything. I said, well, your teacher didn't tell me that your, all your work was done, and yeah. you were playing a game on the computer. Sure. So I would email the teacher, and I was like, well – if he's finished with his work and he's playing on the computer, give him more work to finish yeah. or give him harder work to do. Sure. Or I can't get mad at him for playing on the computer because yeah. he's just, uh, you know, he's a, an advanced kid and he's just bored. Well, he's just, he's a kid. Yeah. You know? he's just I mean, a kid that's in all general, there is to yeah. it. Yeah. So we're back at the track. Uh, it is, I'm assuming, about 7 a.m. Uh, 
And uh, the announcer says that they have a record attendance, 62,427 fans. I didn't realize there's that many people in that area. 62,000 people? I mean, that's like a football attendance, right? Well, you got to I mean, think, you gotta think they're probably people. in a Metroplex I guess, area. Man. They're probably in the area Oof. that... But it is the Arlen Speedway, and you got 62,000 people. That's a lot even, of people at the Arlen Speedway. I don't even think the roads would handle Speedway. that many people, right? In Arlen? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never yeah, seen like multi, multi multi. Well, they got a Megalomart. That will definitely, uh, that will right. definitely yeah. handle 66,000 people. I guess you're right. All right, so... Uh, well, didn't they, like, put up Walmarts in towns of, like, five and 10,000 people? Oh, sure. So yeah. and those are the ones that no longer exist. But you those didn't towns have, no longer exist because Walmart killed them. But again, with Walmart, you didn't have 62,000 people driving to it at one time. You know what I mean? Opening day. You know, it's oh, funny. No. It, it was fun. I'll go ahead and uh, just, just hit this real quick. Yeah. So here in town, Westview Village was built in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some photographs of opening day mm-hmm. and it is the coolest looking thing ever. Cause it's just literally packed. Yeah. The parking lot is filled. It was Cox's it was and all those other places. Yeah. Filled, filled, yeah. but it's just all these beautiful, brightly it's multicolored fifties vehicles. It's, it's all outside, like brand new cars. Yeah. This is an outside shopping, uh, mall, outside shopping mall that he's talking about. Yeah. yeah here, it was the first one. It was actually the, the great migration. That direction mm-hmm. was that first after the yeah. tornado took out town. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the main drag used to be down here. Yeah. Instead of, uh, and when that tornado now. took it all out, they built that out there right yeah. after instead of just rebuilding down here. We had a big tornado here in the 50s, and everybody Huge. still refers to it. Uh, um, it's, it's actually... Because uh, it did kind of tear the town up. For, for weather history, it's actually one of the worst in recorded weather really? history in the United States. Yeah, yeah. one of the worst uh, events. Yeah. It actually uh, spurned two events. After it hit here, or it hit San Angelo first, and it really? had a, a bad tornado that hit San Angelo, and then the storm moved this direction and then hit us, or it's the other way around. Mm. Whatever happened, there was two tornadoes. I lived in San in, Angelo in, in for San a Angelo. very short amount of time. Swear, uh, the only thing my I know, wife's family's from. The only thing I know about San Angelo Brady. is when we lived there, uh, I used to trip over the heating grate and my teeth would go through my lip because uh, I hit my face on the floor. The thing there that uh, is the scorpions. <laughs> The scorpions. Because it's out west. The band? You know? Oh, no, no, not the band. Oh. The creatures. Actual scorpions, I guess. Yeah. That's It'd where, be weird uh, if just the I've been to San Angelo a lot. Yeah, that's where my, my, wife's, my wife's whole family is from, like, San Angelo, Brady, uh, that area. And uh, her, actually, her uncle is uh, one of the, like, sergeant in the police force out there in San Angelo. Oh, really? Yeah, we go we go out there and visit quite hey, often. if anybody's in the San Angelo slash Brady area, uh, make sure you uh, reach out to us. I got, I got some folks in Brady. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Goats. So, so we, they have great, they have a great, <laughs> they goat used to have a goat festival. They yeah. still do. They just mm-hmm. had it recently. Yeah. It just, uh, like two weekends ago. Yeah. Uh, so Arlen Speedway, we're at the shack. Uh, Jimmy Wichert overhears that there's 62,427 fans there. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Uh, and then there's some other guy standing there. He says, and it's hot and they're going to want drinks. I know that. You think I don't know that people are hot and dry. They want something cold and wet. Tommy. So he, he calls out for Tommy slash Bobby. Uh, now we are uh, looking at the pace car with all the guys. Uh, and uh, Dale says, it's nice, but where are the cigarette ads? <laughs> so there's no cigarette ads on the pace car. Uh, uh, Hank says, uh, hey, look, it's Dale Earnhardt, and he's coming this way. Yeah, this is where we get the Dale Earnhardt scene. <laughs> Bill says, uh, oh, it's the Intimidator. Oh, oh. and he just runs off. He just runs off. Well, he's intimidated. I guess. 
Uh, Boomhauer says, hey, man, remember that dang old third turn? Darn man, I just wanted to turn it loose and make it go, woo, I tell you what. <laughs> and Darlington, everybody. Dale That's a racetrack, yeah. Earnhardt says... Man, this rope sure is soft and pretty. I noticed it when we up when we uh, unloaded, unloaded my, my car. car. So okay, Bobby's so, got so, something in common with Dale Earnhardt. So I've got a fun trivia fact for this part yeah, right what here. You got? Okay, so this scene gets deleted in the British airing, really, because the British airing they air it at a later date. So this episode doesn't actually hit the airwaves for on TV for the first time until. Two months, mm. or hold on, after. the episode aired two days after Earnhardt died. Really? So it was two days after he died. So they pulled that scene, wow. and then uh, it was that's February of two thousand one. No. In April of two thousand one, wow, it didn't air until two thousand one. No, it didn't air until two thousand one. This is and like a ninety eight episode, this right? Is like yeah, in this nineteen ninety yeah. yeah, and then. Back, it makes its way back in syndication in April. It yeah. comes back around to that episode again in Europe, uh-huh. and it's still they still didn't have it on. Huh. There, so that's crazy. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, well, you hear the uh, yeah. you hear the commentator. But you know how he died, right? Uh, like the whole Earnhardt thing. He hit a wall. Well, well, hmm. he uh, he blacked out. But what they think a lot of it had to do with is the CTE stuff that's going on with uh, a lot of athletes. Oh, like the brain from injury concussions stuff? and brain yeah. injuries. Because yeah. Dale Earnhardt's junior senior son stopped racing what is considered early for mm. a race car driver to stop mm. because he started to realize of how bad all of the concussions that he – like these guys lived in an era where they didn't count them. So they've been through countless concussions in their life their he- their heads are fried, so his head like they say that his brain shut off while he was driving, or he I can't fainted, even or imagine. he passed out, you know? or had some kind of uh, you know some yeah. issue and yeah. hit the wall I and he's done. I can't even imagine having that many concussions. That that that's a problem, but that's that's rough. It is like uh, a lot of the football players. I was watching a Warren Sapp interview the other mm. day, and he was talking about how he was going to a four twenty event, like to go yeah. smoke and have sure. fun. And he's just driving down the highway, and he just completely went blank. Didn't know where where he was, where he was going. Yeah. He had to pull over on the side of the road to try to figure out that happens, where man. he was at. It yeah. happens with athletes. That's rough. Uh, so uh, the commentator says the honorary pace car driver to start the race of Officer Clint Radar Jimson, winner of the Amateur Classic 100. Yep. So, okay, so now I understand the continuity. So the uh, the initial race was the 100. This is the 200 mm-hmm. that the big drivers are in. The big drivers. Okay, all right, yeah. that's my fault. And uh, usually the number connotates lap count. Yeah. So Hank says the cars are getting good traction. We're not going to see many crashes today. Dale says, yep. Sad Boomhauer says, yep. Yep. So he's waiting for three crashes before he can even get in. Three we're, crashes. That's all he needs, guys. We're in the stands uh, with uh, Peggy and uh, Luann. Luann's got a big sign that says, We love Jeff, with a bunch of hearts on it and stuff. She says, So, okay, we wave this sign around, and Jeff Gordon sees it. Then he comes up to us in the stands and is so taken by our charms that he asks one of us to marry him. Peggy says, Well, honey, it probably won't be me. i got a ring on my finger. And Luann, Luann out of nowhere. Yeah, and big feet. That's a little rough for Luann, man. She <laughs> says, yeah, and big feet. Uh, and Peggy says, I'm ignoring that because a man is on fire and starts taking pictures with her fun safer because there's a big crash. Yeah. 
Uh, that's now, all they want, man. I'm telling you, that's the only reason why some people watch racing oh, sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to watch racing sports sometimes, but I watch it for crashes. I watch it to see talented race car sure. drivers drive. Sure. But there's definitely a, a, a I want to say that's probably a, 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 a fair part of the audience. I would, I would say for oh, racing yeah, looking wants for to the see crashes. what kind of crazy yeah. shit's going to happen next. So the yellow flag comes out because a man is on fire. Uh, and, uh, we hear the cars speeding by and stuff. Uh, the, uh, pace car then enters because they have to do that whenever there's uh, a slowdown on the track. Uh, Bill says two down one to go because somebody actually had a crash. Bobby comes by and says, soda, get your soda. And Hank is like, Hey, that's great timing. We're all ready for a cold soda. And, uh, all three of the guys are like, Hey, I don't know. I like, it looks like Bobby sweats on him. I, I drank some milk. I don't even know. And then Hank says, well, it's on me. And so now everybody's happy. They want a soda. Yeah. Uh, he says, Bobby, these sodas are hot. Son, you got to find a way to be more efficient. Yeah, Listen to Mr. Witcher. He'll tell you what to do. Bobby's like, okay. And then finally, Dale. Dale, being the uh, voice of reason, says, uh, Witchard, Jimmy Witchard? You told Bobby to listen to Jimmy Wichert? He was in my gun club. People say he fried his brain one day just staring at the sun. Of course, he couldn't have been too smart to do that in the first place. Kind, kind of, of a chicken, chicken egg, egg thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we see Jimmy yep. sitting on a bunch of pizza boxes that are on top of a pallet that are next to the uh, cooking oil barrels. Yeah, they're right by so the So he's just oil. like sitting out in the alleyway, right? And he's watching the race. He's drinking some Alamo. Uh, he said, ah, you made, made, me, thirsty. Yeah, you made me thirsty. He's yelling at, at the, the beer, beer can. You yeah. made me thirsty. You made me thirsty. Uh, and so he's, uh, he's like, uh, Hey, Hey you, Tommy, I need a soda. Now he is yelling at Bobby who across is across the track the in the pit, a live racetrack. Yeah. Like that's active. There's yeah. cars hurling past him at hundreds of miles an hour. He says, Hey, you, Tommy, I need a soda. He said, yes, Mr. Wichard. Not that way. Just, just run across. He wants him to run across the damn track and give him a soda. Bobby's yeah, like, but, but the track, he goes, don't talk back to boss, man. You ain't never crossed a highway. Run where there ain't any cars. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby says, they're going too fast. He said, do it, you monkey boy. I'm boss of you. I'm the boss of you. I'm the boss of you. I like how he says it. I'm the boss of you. <laughs> so he tries. I'm start telling people that. I'm the boss <laughs> I'm of the, you. I'm the boss of you, Yo, monkey boy. My kid boy. gets out of line. I'm the boss <laughs> of you. Hey, you monkey boy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Boy, I'm telling yeah, you, I'm that, killing Jimmy that, Wichard, that it, Wichard voice It's right there you. in the back of your throat. Oh, my God. So uh, Hank sees him trying to go into the track. He goes, what the hell? Bobby, no. What are you doing? He says, I'm going to cross the track and bring Mr. Wichard a soda. So that's crazy. Why would you do something like that? He says, I'm giving 110%, Dad. Yeah. And then you hear Wichard across the track behind the, uh, the, the chain link fence. He goes, go to here. Go to boy, I want soda. Go to now you. <laughs> like what the? Yeah, he he's, just he doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about now. He's the craziest person. Well, he's a, he's had beer now, so he's, go to here. So go he's to boy. Drunk and he ain't right. So, so Hank is pissed. Hank gets Hank an ugly pissed. look on his face. He is pissed yeah, off. So, and actually, you know, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're real quick. good. Hank Hank takes off across the track. Yep. And then you hear the commentator, there's a crazy man on the track. 
Uh, you hear a bunch there of There goes Gordon into the wall. <laughs> Jeff Gordon in his hey, Skittles he, car. And he screams daddy. He does. He screams Real, daddy. Like, you can hear it super. <laughs> it, it's really, really quiet. But yeah. you can hear him go, daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Uh, and so a guy points at Boomhauer. I've never seen the guy, but he has a, he has a clipboard. So I'm assuming he's yep. official. He says, you're up. He got uh, his third wreck. I don't know what happened to the cop. Why is he not? He already did his. Still driving the pace car, though. Well, because everybody gets a turn. So oh. every wreck, it's somebody oh. different okay. that's driving. All right. So the, the, the cop got the first one. <laughs> Bill and Dale are, <laughs> are very happy for Boomhauer. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah Boomhauer, Boomhauer. And then you hear uh, Richard across the track. Ha ha, you can't get me because Hank has Hank's gone barely across for the track. Him. And then Hank, okay, this is one of my favorite boas. <laughs> so here we get a boah from Hank where he goes, boah, and then just kicks the shit oh, out of the fence. He busts through that hey, fence. Hey, and this is like, a racing like, fence, like a fence for racing. That he kind of thing, yeah. kicked his way. And this right here again shows, I think, his, uh, his relationship with Bobby and how much he loves his son. Yeah. He realized that now his son was working for this Idiot. jackass. Yeah. And now... We get a scene. Uh, Hank climbs the fence. He climbs through the fence. Climbs through the and fence. And he's chasing Richard. And he's literally, and he's literally kicking his kicking ass. his yeah. ass. Okay, <laughs> he's just kicking and kicking. So the trivia on the ass kicking. This is <laughs> the only time. Yeah. That you see Hank making good really? on his words to kick someone's ass. Well, it and, should be uh, Jimmy Witchard if you're going to kick anybody's ass. It's this is the because cli- it's the I climax know. point of the episode is yeah. him booting Jimmy Witchard yeah. down. That's the climax point. Sure. And the reason why is because he endangered. He put Bobby's yeah. life in he danger. He put Bobby in danger. Yeah. And this scene is actually. I w- I just wanted to add this little trivia. This mm. scene is actually used again. Really. In a flashback. So there's an episode called the Texas Skill Saw Massacre, yeah. which is, uh, oh, I, I don't know what season or episode that is, but uh, uh, it's the hundred seventh. It's in the seventh season. Okay. Uh, episode but they flash seven. back to this ass kicking. They flash back to the ass kicking. But you know what episode that is? Huh. That's the episode uh, where uh, Hank falls through the kitchen floor and he finds that tunnel that they're all building. Oh, and yeah. And then he, I think he has to go... Uh, he goes to the anger management or whatever that it is. Yeah, he goes to the anger management. And he meets that dude named Big Jim whose heart like stops or whatever because he's oh, mad. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Where, I think the, so. where uh, he's like, I don't have anger problems. I just have a problem with idiots. <laughs> and it's when the, the trash truck is about to drive over the tunnels that they've oh, made. Oh, yeah. So they bring back that to show Hank's anger problems. Oh, wow. So that was one of the flashbacks. That's kind of cool. Yeah. My, my favorite part of this this uh, ass-kicking incident is the fact that Peggy is just up there taking pictures with her fun saver. She's just taking pictures of Hank kicking this guy's yeah, ass. Yeah, just taking pictures, yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, so next day we're at home, uh, and uh, Hank comes into Bobby's room. He says, hey, Bobby. What you doing? Playing a vidya game? Uh, vidya. Okay. Vidya. Yeah, vidya game. And the funny thing is, he's sitting there reading a book. He's reading a book. And like he goes, Hank could walk uh, in the room and okay. see what he's doing, and he says, playing a video game? <laughs> uh, so okay. He says, uh, I just wanted to say I should have listened to you when you said how bad that Witchard guy was. Bobby says, I almost died. I'd rather not talk about it. Yeah. Hank says, Bobby, you worked harder this month than any guy on this block, and I want to give you the money you earned. He says, Dad, I don't want money. I was happy before when you just bought all the stuff around here and there was no money involved. 
Hank says, well, still, I'd like to give you a couple, a couple hundred. hundred dollars. Well, you got to think he worked a couple hundred dollars worth of money now. He's yeah, been working. But he's been working damn, there for every that's weekend. That's a lot of money for it's Hank. Only, but, but, but you got to think, if the kid worked three weekends, it's worth at least a hundred bucks But think a about this. He gave him a dollar before. Yeah, but he also has his checkbook for 175 <laughs> So... I, I don't know. I think I, I guess think he wants Hank to just buy him the bike. Is what wants it is. to yeah. teach him. He's trying to teach him a yeah. lesson, and the lesson backfired. I guess. And he realized that he's still just a kid. Let me just buy shit for him, and until he's ready for it. So Bobby, let kids be kids, guys. Bobby, don't make your kids work at like fifteen. Come on, let them be kids. <laughs> Bobby, being Bobby, says, "I tell you what, you just buy me a couple of pairs of short pants, and we'll call it even." What a wonderful ending. That's a great ending. Just buy I some like short it. pants. Yeah. Just 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 make sure I got my short pants, Dad. We hear uh, the we hear the credits and then at the very end we hear Wichard say Do, do you, it, you monkey you boy. Monkey boy. Yeah. This uh, is uh hard. this was probably a little bit of a long episode. Uh, yeah, it went a little long, <laughs> it but seemed it, like it went a little long. But uh, it was a good episode. It's just weird. Uh, but I do like, like the an introduction. an hour and 40 minutes, probably. I do like the introduction of... Uh, Where we have producer... Uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to say producer Mike. Mason. Uh, hour 28. Oh, hour 28. it's not that's near not as bad, bad as I thought nah, it was. Yeah. that's good. That's good. So uh, uh, I do like the introduction of uh, Jimmy Witchard, though, because Jimmy plays important part coming up. Yeah. In okay, many Mike. Episodes. That was great. That was a great episode. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. So, guys, uh, we're done with the voting phase of yep. the Waco Award Show. So now we're just waiting. So keep we're, your fingers crossed. Keep your toes crossed. We're waiting and for the actual nominees to be announced. Yeah, waiting for the yeah. actual nominees to be announced. And I'm assuming that we will be the only podcast in that uh, in that nomination because I mean, who else could could compete? That, I can think of a couple that might be on there, but I don't know who's going to win. I think it's all going to be I think Rogue we're Media gonna Podcasts. Win. I think it's going to be Rogue Media Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody else that's doing podcasts. Yeah, there's people. There are? Yeah, there's a lot of churches. Uh, well, well, Church okay, let me, let me, let me change, let me, let me rephrase <laughs> that. There are no podcasts yeah. that have the chance of gaining a viewer base outside I, of the church that they're affiliated yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it's crazy. Their numbers are probably nuts. If you go look at them, they but are it's nuts, probably yeah. just the congregation yeah. that yeah. listens to it. It's though. the congregation. And that's uh, enough. If you've got a congregation at 300 people. Yeah. But I mean, if you got Jesus listening to your podcast, I mean, that's, that's pretty big get. I think Jesus listens to our podcast. You think so yeah, he does. He's very disappointed. You, you really, I, 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 I have never in my life, after reading the Bible, thought that Jesus would ever hang out with anybody I ever met yeah, at church. Yeah, no, that's probably yeah. pretty true, right there. Yeah. I always, I've always, like you know, just from reading the Bible for myself, I always thought that Jesus would be with the the hookers and the drug addicts. And so, speaking of Jesus, uh, where can they find us in social media? Uh, <laughs> www.heaven.com backslash backslash Jesus favorite podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, the, uh, you can find <laughs> us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. and, uh, Twitter. All them places. Yeah, those three places and Facebook. We're there too. You can check us out on roguemedianetwork.com along with a ton of other shows. Um, Some good ones. And since we're in the spooky yeah. month, make spooky. sure that y'all check out. Polter Gals, Polter Gals, Boobays, Boobays, and Bloody Happy Hour. Polter Gals have just entered their true crime phase. Oh, wow. There so you go, guys. They Spooky are, true crime. They are not only... Uh, is it a hybrid, though? Is it, it like... It is a hybrid. So it's it's like spooky stuff around true crime events. Well, well think right? of this. Think of this. If there's a murder somewhere, there's probably a ghost, right? 
Yeah, so, so are they doing old murder? Are they going back and like looking and for ghosts. stuff from like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're well, because I've always stuff, thought like sure. a good show for true crime would be like a medieval true crime. We go and get like... <laughs> it's all Jack swords. the Ripper. It's all swords. You know, so. stuff like exploring like Jack the Ripper type stuff. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are uh, they're doing some true crime stuff. They have a live show coming up. Oh, they do? Uh, it's going to be Poltergals and... Uh, October the 22nd. Boobays. Yep. That's mm-hmm. on my calendar. Yep, yeah. they're doing a live show. It's going to be fun. I've got that on my calendar. I'll be at the door greeting everyone. So, guys, uh, make sure that you uh, get your candy for uh, Halloween. Um, and, and this is just a PSA on my part. Uh, buy the good candy. It doesn't cost that much more. And uh, You I wanna, give out that shit candy to kids, yeah. they're going to hate your house. And I want to shout out it. to Artie. Candy's hey, still not here, Artie. When it gets here, Ooh. I will share it with Mike and with our producer, Mason. Artie, we And we're going to sit here and enjoy it on camera. Yes. I'll we'll, actually turn the camera on live for Twitter so we'll you can watch us consume candy. Candy. the you candy. You got it. You got it. I hope it's not poison. Uh, <laughs> no way to know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Should I feed it to the dog? No, it's you'll chocolate. It did poison you'll, the dog anyway. You'll see, <laughs> yeah. you'll see us die, Artie. It's great. Yeah, there we go. All, All right. Well, guys, it was fun, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> you hear him? He said he would t- taste it first. Mason did. <laughs> <laughs> Mason will taste the candy. He's our official taster. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. We matanye. We matanye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.